Today, we are talking about Volume 2 of Heaven Officials Blessing. Now, last time when we talked about Volume 1, I had like an hour-long episode, and there were people like, you missed this, and you missed that. I'm like, well, if you've read these books, you know exactly how much stuff is in these books. Volume 1 was packed with things. Volume 2 is even more packed. So I'm not going to be talking about everything, because also I don't want to spoil everything, and what's the fun of reading a book if I've told you everything that happened in it? But I definitely want to talk about Shillian and Hua Chung's relationship and the slow burning relationship that is forming between them and kind of how that is starting to affect them and the people around them and how it's not going to be easy for the two of them to be together and I think that is kind of what's really set up in this book also showing even more that Hua Chung is someone from Chilean's past and he's not who he says he is and Chilean is starting to put that together and there's a couple instances that I want to talk about in the book that kind of highlight the relationship that's forming between them. This novel gives a lot more background on Shillian. You hear more about him. You also learn a little bit more about the supporting cast, like the gods, the god generals, Muqing and Fengxin, who were fighting and they're said not to like each other and they even fight in this book. You find out that they're actually from Shillian's past. Now in the first book, Shillian asked, does, Fe- does Feng Chin remember me? He's told he they don't know if they remember each other, but there's clearly something where Feng Chin remembers them. But what Chilean does not remember, and I wonder why he doesn't remember, is that Mu Qing was also a part of Chilean's life when he was prince, and he was actually Chilean's assistant in a way. Feng Chin was his bodyguard, or kind of like his security, since he was 14. So there's a deep background between them and I find that interesting and it kind of makes me wonder what happened between the three of them that uh, Feng Xin and Mu Qing don't get along and that Chilean doesn't speak with them or they don't speak with Chilean. but I also am wondering what happened that Chilean doesn't remember some of them. I also do even though Fu Yao and Nan Feng I think they're the generals. I think the way, after seeing more how the generals interact with one another, I'm starting to see the connection between Nan Feng and Fu Yao and Feng Xin and Miu Xing. I think they are, I, th- I think they're, they do kind of what like Hua Chung does with San Long, how it's an, like another image or another kind of character he will put on. I think that's what they did with those two, but it hasn't really been like established yet but I think that they are the same person at the end of the day but in this book at the beginning people are starting to wondering why was Shillian with this person in red who was this person and what is this person's power that he has so much power that he was able to do the things he did and even Shillian says well clearly he isn't fully human like there must be someone with him but he said that he doesn't know who this person is that they met on like an ox cart and they just went together that clearly this man knows a lot but Shillian doesn't know who he is he just knows his name is San Long. They don't believe him they think that Shillian had paired up with the crimson rain salt flower or Hua Chung which the gods and the imperial gods in heaven they don't like that they're very unhappy about that and they say that if Shillian is found out to be allies with him or conspiring with him that he'll be in trouble but 
Shilin doesn't know who Hua Chung is and still says he has not met him. But Shilin is starting to wonder, is Han Long truly Hua Chung? And he's starting to think in his mind that he must have been paired up with him, but he doesn't know for certain. So Jun Wu sends Shilin down to Ghost City and he brings along Windmaster Xi Ching Chen, who is hilarious, an icon. If anyone else acted the way that Windmaster did, I wouldn't like them, but because it's Windmaster, I'll let it pass. I will link this video. Kikter, who is a YouTuber who talks a lot about Danmei and Shencha novels, did a hilarious, hilarious reaction video to like one of the teasers that was dropped. And they were saying how like Shillian's panic when first meeting the Windmaster in his male form is like him frantically checking the bios in his Instagram because he's trying to figure out if he's like misgendered because the Windmaster had tits last time and now he doesn't. I just find that was funny. It was such a funny video. I crack up every single time I watch it. I'll probably watch it again after this. So you have to watch it. I will link it. It's so funny and there's no spoilers in it, but it's just funny to watch. It's for the um, anime that came out. But anyway, they go down to Ghost City and... There, Shillian sees Sanlong, and it is when they're in this huge gambler's den. Sanlong, or Hua Chung in this form, well, Shillian still calls him Hua Chung. I mean, Sanlong, but he's Hua Chung. On top of the steps and behind this like little curtain is Hua Chung. He's sitting there, and he's kind of like messing with the people that he's gambling with. And Shillian tries to roll a die, but he doesn't do it right. So one of like the attendants tells Shillian, the master of the house, or he'll show you how it's done. So just take the dice up there and he'll show you the roll. And when the curtain is pulled back, Shillian finally sees Hua Chung in his natural form. Now, if you remember in the last book that we read and the last episode when we reviewed it, San Long promised Shillian that next time they see each other, he will be in his true form. He'll be in his natural form, the form that San Long was very worried about that he would be ugly in it and that Shillian wouldn't like the way he looked or like him when he saw it. And Shillian had, um, reaffirmed him that no matter what he looked like, Shillian will still see him as a friend and see him as handsome. It is It was a cute moment, and this is kind of when it comes full circle. Shillian goes up there, Hua Chung puts his hands on him, on his hands, and shows him how to roll the die, and Shillian sees him for the first time in his natural form as Hua Chung. And the most noble thing is he's still in red, but the most noble thing is that he has an eye patch. Don't know why he has an eye patch yet, but I think I might know why he has an eye patch, and we'll get into that in a moment. And so they start walking around Paradise Manor, around the Gambler's Den, all together. They're spending time, and they go to an armory. Now, Shillian, the first time he ascended to Gothic was because he was a great swordsman. His swordsmanship was like no other. He has a great love of swords and weaponry, as you see. And not only from a battle standpoint, because he says he does not kill anymore, there's no need for him to have swords anymore, but I think just from a craft standpoint, he clearly tends to just like the craft and, and the craftsmanship of these weapons. Before he left, Jun Wu and a bunch of others warned Shillian of this scimitar that, that Hua Chung has. And they say that this sword, this scimitar, is deadly and it has caused gods to fall. It has killed. It's deadly and it's only made out of the blood and the sacrifice of another. Now the scimitar, Emeng his name is, and it acts like a little like dog next to him. Uh, like it, San Long will talk to it and he's like, stop, like he's not gonna pet you, like shut up. And I think it's it's kind of like funny the way the sword acts, it has like its own personality. But the sword has an eye, or like a red eye, and San Long, well, and Hua Chang is also missing an eye. I think maybe 
that sword was carved with his eye. It's just something I'm trying to put all the pieces together for it because I think it's an amazing thing. But this is one of my favorite scenes in the book and Hua Chung is watching Shillian walk around the armory and he says, well, if you need anything, you can take it. And he goes, oh, I don't have a need for a weaponry anymore. And sounds like, well, if you like one, take it. Which one do you like? And Shillian's like, oh, well, all of them are just amazing. And Hua Chung's like, fine, take them all then. And Shillian's like, what? And he's like, take, take it all. Like, it's yours. Take whatever you want. I just think it's such a cute moment. It also shows just how much Hua Chung loves Shillian, cares for him, and also kind of makes me wonder what else has he done for Shillian or will do for Shillian. Because you've seen Hua Chung, he is willing to go with gods and challenge these people. He was willing to kind of, in a way, put himself in danger more. He is willing to do all this stuff. You see in the future of the novel, he actually breaks into heaven to take Shillian out. He does all this stuff for Shillian. And so I think just him giving him the armory is like nothing to Hua Chung. He's like, I'll, I'll just do anything for you. Like I'll, I broke the rules of my establishment. I, I am going to do everything for you. I think it's great. And that scene was probably one of the cutest that was there. And so the scene is described as... Any man fighting himself in an army such as this, surrounded by all kinds of weaponry, would feel as if he were in heaven, and his blood would boil with excitement. Shillian was no exception. His eyes were wide and his face bright. The last time he felt such exhilaration was in Jun Wu's armory. Although his expression remained schooled, he was already so excited and he was stammering. May? May I touch? Watch Chung smiled, as Gaga likes. Shillian's hands instantly flew out to the various weapons hung on the wall, so absorbed that he couldn't tear himself away. All of these are masterpieces. This sword is splendid. A battle of one against many will most definitely bring out its godly powers. This one too. Wait, and that saber. Watching was leaning on the wall near the door, watching Shillian's face flush with delight. Gaga, what do you think? Shillian was examining each piece so intently, he was reluctant to turn around. What do I think? What? Do you like it? Watching asked. I do. Shillian replied. Do you like it a lot? Hua Chung asked again. Very much, Shillian explained. Hua Chung seemed to have snickered, but Shillian didn't notice. His heart was busy racing as he unseated a cold and shimmering blade at least four feet long, marveling as it as he did so. Has Gaga found anything he particularly fancies? Hua Chung spoke up again. Shillian's entire face was bright and glowing, and he was unable to stop singing praises. Yes, yes, all of them. Originally, I was thinking Gaga didn't have any useful weapons on hand. So if there was anything here you fancy, you can just take it for yourself, Hua Chung said. But since Gaga likes them all, I'll give them all to you. No, 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 no. There's no need, Shilin quickly said. I have no use for weapons anymore. Really? Hua Chung said. But I clearly see that Gaga loves swords. Liking them doesn't mean I have to own them, Shilin said. I haven't used one in years. Just looking makes me happy. Besides, I have nowhere to put them if you gave them to me at all. That's easily solved, Hua Chung said. I'll give this entire armory to you. Shillian took that as a joke and grinned. There's no way I can take a room this big. No need to take it away, Hua Chung said. I'll give you the property too. Just come and visit when you're free. No, it's okay, Shillian said. An armory requires constant maintenance. I hate to neglect the weapons. Shillian placed the sword carefully back into its holder and said nostalgically, Once upon a time, I owned an armory like this too, and it was burned down. All of these weapons are precious devices to be desired. You have to cherish them, San Long. It's too easy, Hua Chung said. If I'm free, I can help Gaga maintain the armory. Shillian laughed. 
Well, I certainly don't have the guts to ask my lord, the ghost king, to do chores for me. All of a sudden, Junmu's warning before he left for this mission echoed in Chilean's mind. The scimitar, Iming, is a cursed blade, a blade of misfortune. To forge such an evil weapon would require terrifyingly cruel sacrifice and bloody determination. Do not touch it. Do not let it touch you either. If you do, the consequences will be unimaginable. Chilean contemplated, but decided to ask at the end. But San Long, none of these weapons are a match against your scimitar and Ming, right? Hua Chung cocked his left brow. Oh, has Gaga heard of my scimitar too? I heard some rumors, Shilin replied. Hua Chung snickered. I bet they weren't nice rumors. Did someone tell you that my scimitar was, was forged by evil, bloody rituals? That I sacrificed living humans? Sharp as always, Shilin responded. Nothing too terrible. Everyone has negative gossip said about them, but not everyone will believe it. I might have the honor of seeing this legendary scimitar Ming. You've actually already seen it, Gaga, Hua Chung said. He took a few steps closer to the Shillian and, and said softly, Look, Gaga, this is Ming. The eye opened on the scimitar that hung at his waist, rattled as it, as it swiveled in Shillian's direction. It might have been Shillian's imagination, but he thought that the silver eye was subtly squinting into a crescent. And so Shillian bent at the waist to greet it. Hello there. Hearing the greeting, the eye squinted harder, turning itself into a full crescent, like it was smiling. The large eye spun left and right, extremely lively, if it wasn't a pattern carved onto the scimitar hilt, but a real-life human eye. Hua Chung's lips curled upwards. Gaga, it likes you. Shillian raised his head. Really? Hua Chung raised a brow. Really? It's too lazy to spare a single glance at those it doesn't like. In fact, there are very few that Ming actually likes. Hearing this, Shillian smiled at Ming. Thank you, then. He turned to Hua Chung. I rather like it, too. At his words, the eyes blinked madly, and the scimitar started to shake all of a sudden from where it hung at Hua Chung's waist. He reprimanded it. No. No what? Shillian asked. No, Hua Chung reiterated. Ming shook again, looking desperately to jump out of its gabar. Shillian asked curiously, Are you telling it no? Yes, Hua Chung deadpan. He wants you to pet it, but I'm telling it no. Shillian grinned. Well, why not? He reached out. Ming's eyes instantly widened, like he was looking at him with great anticipation. I can't pet it here. Poking the eye will hurt, Shillian thought. He then lowered his hands to strike lightly along the curve of the hill. His eyes squinted into a full crescent line and quivered even harder as if it was extremely pleased and overjoyed with the touch. The more Shillian stroked the scimitar, the more intrigued he found it. He was the type of person animals liked. When he pet furry dogs and cats, they squinted their eyes like they got comfortable and would often throw themselves into his embrace, whining and mewling. Who knew that he'd stroke a cold, silver scimitar, the legendary cursed blade, no less like he would a puppy? In what way was this bloody, cursed blade a misfortune? Shillian had believed it before, but after seeing it with his own eyes, he threw away all those awful hearsays entirely, tossing into the trash pile labeled, Not Believable. An evil bloody ritual wouldn't forge a spirit as clever and cute. And there actually is a picture next to it of Shillian petting a Ming and a Ming just looking at him so happy. And Hua Chung's like, I can't get over this, like make it stop. I just think it was such a cute little scene. I also think the notion of Hua Chung gives him the armory. And then later they are trying to break the Earth Master out of out of kind of like the dungeon. And so a fight ensures between Hua Chung and then Lan Ching Cho, the Windmaster and the, indirectly the Earthmaster, because he's with them. And Shillian 
trying to stop the fight accidentally is cut by a Ming when he uses his sword to stop the fight between Lan Qingzhou and um, Hua Chong because he doesn't want either of them to get hurt. And Shilin gets hurt by a Ming and he even says that a Ming sounded like it was crying after it hurt Shilin and that Hua Chong had to like comfort the sword, which I thought was kind of showing that I think the sword and Hua Chung both feel the same about Chilean. They both want to protect him and they both hurt him and that really was sad for them. And what also was very sad is that Chilean talks about how his armor was burned down. In this fight, Paradise Manor catched on fire and it's burned to the ground, including the armory. So it's as if Chilean lost another armory. He was just gifted this and it's gone now. And he feels so guilty about it. And later on when they meet again, Chilean is kind of on like house arrest because of other things that I don't want to get into because it's not the subject of this episode. I don't want to, I want to keep this train of thought going about Hua Chung and Chilean. Hua Chung breaks him out of jail with the, well, house arrest pretty much, with the little butterflies. Everyone's like, oh my god, Chilean, stay away from the butterflies, they'll hurt you. And like, Chilean like kisses the butterfly and like kisses his nose. And he's like, guys, everyone needs to stop between the deadly butterflies not being deadly and Ming, this bloody ritual scary sword being a puppy like everyone needs to stop lying to me about this thing but watching breaks him out and they talk about it and this is Shilian finally talking to Hua Chang. this is the first time they talk about, about about the burning of paradise manor and all of that afterwards and both of them don't have the same reaction that they think the other has and you also see a Ming again and his reaction to this at first he wanted to ask Hua Chang why he had appeared so suddenly he vaguely thought that maybe Hua Chung had known about his house arrest and had come to his rescue. So when he called out San Long a moment before, he was secretly happy. But with the way Hua Chung had shaken off his touch, Shilian abruptly realized how could he think Hua Chung would come to rescue him. He had just burned down Paradise Manor and the armory. Wasn't it plausible that Hua Chung had come knocking to sell the score or for payback, even if, in the end, the reason Paradise Manor had burned to the ground was because of Shi Ching Chuan fanned the flames. He was the one who kindled the fire. The pair walked one behind the other. The more Shillian thought, the guiltier he felt. San Long, I'm sorry, he apologized in spite of himself. Hua Chung suddenly paused his steps. Why are you apologizing? The reason I went to Ghost City was to investigate the missing Earth Master. I didn't tell you the truth, so that counts as a lie. You treated me with the utmost hospitality and I burned down your paradise manor and the armory full of your treasures. I'm so very sorry. Hua Chung didn't speak. Shilian had also knew that very sorry really did amount to much and added, but I expect I'll be banished soon. As I descend to the moral realm, I'll definitely think of a way to repay you and see if I can. Why should you have to repay me? Hua Chung interrupted. His tone was a little harsh, as if he couldn't listen anymore and he abruptly turned around. Did you forget that my blade wounded your arm? I hurt you, not the other way around. Why should you have to repay me? Shillian had almost forgotten the injury on his right arm. He was a little taken aback, but he remembered. My arm? My arm is fine. It doesn't hurt. It'll be better soon. Besides, it's only like this because I charged in and struck back against you. You aren't to blame in the first place. Hua Chung stared at him hard, his left eye unusually bright. Shillian noticed that he seemed to be shaking. A brief moment later, he realized it wasn't Hua Chung who was shaking, but the scimitar, a Ming, at his waist. The silver scimitar, hung on the red robes, was shaking nonstop. His eye upon it, shaped by silver lines, was also quivering, as if it was the eye of a child. Then that child was clearly bawling. 
poor Amang is just so upset that he accidentally hurt Chilean and so is Hua Chong. That really kind of is like one of the first things that really, really you see that Hua Chong clearly cares about Chilean because he, he, he doesn't care about any of this. And actually Hua Chong broke him out of this house arrest because he wanted to prove that Chilean wasn't the one to blame. So Lan Ching Cho realizes that Chilean was the state predecessor. So after Shan La fell, Chilean was the state predecessor for kind of the rival kingdom. And there was a lot of political tournament that was happening and they didn't know it was the prince of Shanla because he wore a mask. There was this whole murder thing and the ruling king, Lan Chincho's father, was saying that he was going to get back on the Shenla people for this because of Anlan. And Shilian, afraid that genocide was going to happen against the last of his people, killed the king. And Lan Chincho walks in on this brutal murder scene there's all these people dead, like the whole banquet hall, and he thinks the state predecessor, Shillian, had done all of this. And in fact, Shillian didn't. And so that's when he was on house arrest and everything, because they're trying to figure out what had happened. But Huaching doesn't believe this, and they take him down, and they run into Shirong, who is actually Shillian's cousin. And so in this, Shirong has a statue of Shillian that he uses as a footrest. It's Shillian kneeling. Hua Chung freaks out, beats the crap out of Shirong, and Shirong admits that he was the one behind it, he's the one that caused all this stuff, and that Shillian was not at fault. Lan Ching Cho accepts that it's not Shillian's fault, but he's still very angry because, again, his family was killed, and so was a lot of the people there. Afterwards, Shillian and Hua Chung are walking, and Shillian's like, Hua Chung, how did, like, why? How did you know? That it, that it wasn't, that it was Shirong. And he says, oh, I didn't know it was Shirong, I just knew it wasn't you. And so it goes into this conversation. And Jillian says, I just think it's best for people not to place too much hope on someone else. Oh, Hua Chong hummed? What do you mean by that? You shouldn't idolize people or think of them as overly perfect, Jillian replied. But if you're just watching a shadow from afar and never interacting, then sure. But once acquainted and grown close, one day you'll find that this person isn't what you imagined him, maybe even the complete opposite. When that happens, you'll be very disappointed. Hua Chung disagreed respectfully. You never know. I don't care if anyone else is disappointed, but to some, the very existence of a certain person in this world is in itself hope. Although he didn't specify who some were and what a certain person was, and the thought he, his tone was plain as casual like he was, Making an offhand comment, Shillian's heart suddenly lifted, and he felt light. He paused in his step and couldn't speak for a long time. A moment later, he suddenly asked, Sanlong, who are you really? Hua Chung stopped too. He turned his head and looked at him. Shillian looked him squarely in the eye and asked seriously, You knew who Chi Rong was and his background. You knew who I was and how to paint the God-pleasing crown prince. You seem to know everything about me. You know a lot, maybe even more than you let on. Hua Chung arched his brow. Don't I always know a lot? Shillian shook his head. It's not the same. He le his left hand held his right elbow while his right hand propped up his chin. He looked at Hua Chung in wonder. I've always had this feeling that you were someone from my past and that you must have known me from very early on. Maybe it was during my first ascension. No, maybe even earlier. Yet I really don't remember. When have I ever met a character like you? Someone like Hua Chung would be unforgettable from the first meeting. 
Shalene had never bashed his head in or lost memories, so if they had met, there was no reason he wouldn't remember. Shalene gazed at him, fixated but somewhat bemused. Who are you exactly? Have I met you before? Hua Chung didn't answer. His lips lifted softly. Shalene immediately returned to his senses and realizes that his questions were extremely inappropriate. A ghost real name was usually a secret, not counting unformality, abnormal cases like Shirong, a ghost usually wouldn't tell it to anyone. He he's someone from Shillian's past, and who I think I think he's the kid that fell when Shillian was at the parade. And I'll tell you why. Because after that, we switch to going back in time, and it talks about the parade that the first book opened with, which Shillian being the god pleasing prince and the and the rituals that he did and the kind of show that he did and how it was interrupted by the child falling. We go back to that, but we learn more about it. And from more perspectives, this is where you learn uh, Feng Shin and Mu Q. You learn more about what has happened. But more importantly, you have more interaction between Shilin and this child that he felt. Now the child is wrapped in bandages, he's dirty. Shilin is very kind to the kid. And it's the kind of some of the last things you read in the book. I think this kid is Hua Chung because they also talk about the same thing about not being pretty and needing Shilin being lost and also I think it's very interesting that when the child is crying in other parts he's talking about how he's shaking a lot and then Ming shapes shakes a lot when he's upset and I think just a lot of it is pairing up that I think Hua Chung is this kid and also in the first book Shilin says that one time he met a child that didn't have a will to live or a reason to live and he said let me be your reason and then Hua Chung now in this book is saying how the 1% kind of what person you're looking up to is enough to have that meaning in life. And so I think because this, I think this child is Hua Chung. So let me get into it. The deputy state preceptor hurriedly moved aside and Mu Qiu and Feng Xin didn't know whether to act. Seeing that everyone was avoiding him like it was a poisonous vernon, the child was shaking and started thrashing even harder, biting and screaming with all his might. I am not. I am not. I am not. Suddenly, a pair of arms wrapped around his waist, encircling his small form, and a voice came from above his head. You're not. I know you're not. Don't cry now. I know you're not. The young child pressed his lips close tightly, grabbing on to the pair of snow-white sleeves around his waist in a desperate grip. He forced himself to hold back for a long time, but in the end, he couldn't. A stream of tears suddenly rolled down from that round, black eye, and he burst down the sobs. Shalene embraced him from behind and reiterated the conviction. You're not. I know it's not your fault. Hunger wrapped around, buried his face in Shillian's chest and wailed. The wailing contained no words, other meaningless, and was nothing like the sound of crying, but was nevertheless hair-raising dreadful. Without looking at the source, it would sound like the desperate cries of a full-grown man breaking down, but the struggling of a small beast on the brink of death with its throat slid open by a knife, as if only immediate death could be relieved. Anyone could make such a sound, but shouldn't be coming from a child of 10 years. Everyone was shaking. A while later, the state preceptor said, I mean it, it's best if you let go. Feng Shin immediately came to his senses and exclaimed, Your Highness, let go. Be careful of. By the end, he didn't have the heart to continue. It's fine, Shilian said. Xu Xinhong, however, was quite concerned for his Highness's welfare and saw that hunger was smearing blood and snot all over Shillian's white robe, so he ran over and pulled the young child, berating him. Hey, kid, stop. Yet the harder he pulled, the harder the young child held onto Shillian. He refused to let go no matter what, using both his hands and feet to grip on and screaming in anguish. Several more people came forward to try and tear him away, 
but just made him hang on to Shillian like a little monkey. Shillian found it both funny and pitiful. He held her longer with one hand, gently rubbing up and down the tiny mainstay back to, to confront him while raising a hand. Don't mind. Don't worry. Let him be. So see, like, I, I think that child is Hua Chung, and I think that's where they met. I think that's why Hua Chung is so infatuated and so in love with Shillian, because it's from the beginning, and they've grown up together for 800 years. And part of me wonders, did they have more interactions with those 800 years, and Shillian didn't realize that it was Hua Chung. But yeah, that, I think, I think it's a great story, and I think this one added a lot more background to Shillian. You, we kind of we met some new characters but more importantly there was more depth added to past characters i think the relationship between hua chung and shillian is forming to be a great one i want to know what else hua chung has for shillian that he gave his armor ran into one spoiler that he has like statues of shillian so i kind of want to know like what else is this what else was hua chung what is more of their history together what's the history of shan la and Chilean's ascensions. I want to know more of that because we met so many people. We continue to explore with so many people and I want to know all of that. So please let me know. Are you reading along with this series? Do you like it? Have you read the manhwa? Do you watch the show? Please let me know. Volume 3 will be read. I don't know when. I don't physically have a copy yet so I might go to Barnes & Noble soon and buy one but I also have so many other books that I have on my shelf that I, I want to read but Volume 3 will be reviewed for this, and hopefully soon because I do want to keep reading it. But anyway, thank you for listening. If you have any recommendations, please let me know. I always want to hear from you. And until next time, thank you again always. And as always, this has been the Notes from the Library.